You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. You know, the biggest thing is just the rhythm and the timing, and that's the, the, the thing for quarterbacks in this system. First time going through it, you know, we, we really believe in listening to our feet, to our feet, to our feet. Uh, your feet really tell you where you are within the progression. Uh, oftentimes you get in trouble if you don't listen to your feet. That means you're spending too much time on a route, time on a route, time on a route. Time. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Man, you hate to see it. The injury bugs show up in a training camp. We wish a speedy recovery to all of those dogs in the infirmary, including, of course, Grant Delbit, who is out for the year. (laughs) And the year can't get here soon enough. Now, for week one, both teams, for very different reasons, are losing their starting safeties. But week five is going to be here sooner than you know it. And to get a preseason look at the opposition's position in central Indiana, we are joined in the Straight No Chaser studios by Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson is a hardcore Colts fan who hosts a podcast called The Two Point Conversation. He can be found at MaverickMM91 on Twitter. Hello there. My name is Matt Johnson, and I am a loud and proud Indianapolis Colts fan from Buffalo, New York. And, uh, yeah, I've been a fan since 1998, pretty much the day Peyton Manning got drafted. It's always a – and everybody – that's kind of the common story for myself. Uh, You know, we were watching the draft, myself and my father. I was seven years old at the time, maybe six, almost on seven. And uh, my dad points at the TV and goes, Matt, that guy, Peyton Manning, he's going to be really, really good someday. And from that moment on, keep in mind, my dad's a Bills fan. Uh, I've been a diehard Colts fan. I finally made the journey a couple years ago, going to Indianapolis, and uh, how I love, I'm in love with the city. Love with the city. Uh, I do stay busy as far as podcasts and coverage and stuff. I have multiple podcasts, six or seven, in fact, but uh, we'll keep it simple. Uh, the Two Point Conversation, which is my baby, we run five days a week, every week on the network. Find us on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And I also cover the Buffalo Bills for uh, Bills Wire at USA Today. So uh, staying very, very busy in football coverage. I love it. I'm ready for the season. It's, uh, it's, been, a long, it's been a long seven months. True words haven't been spoken. <laughs> Matt, it's great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. You know, 2020 has been an offseason like no other. Describe the Colts' response to the emerging challenges. How do you think Reich and the coaches are responding to the operations in a pandemic? You know, I got to admit, I'm very, very happy with how Indianapolis has dealt with this. And and I I can't be too selfish here. Not only does Indianapolis, but the NFL as a whole has dealt with this COVID situation very, very well. Uh, teams are building off of other teams because everyone has an individual plan. And, you know, outside of the three opt-outs that Indy had, uh, one, the big one being Marvell Tell, uh, things have been going great. 
honestly, uh, the team has been, I've been watching footage of the workouts. You haven't heard any bad news about COVID-related stuff or or anything. The team's working hard. They're taking the necessary precautions, wearing masks. Uh, they're doing everything that you would hope that a pro sports team would, would do in, you know, preparation of all this. Uh, you know, Chris Bauer the other day made a something, you know, a phrase, and I don't know if I can swear. Maybe you can bleep this out if I, if uh, it's not appropriate, but you can bullshit the fans, you can bullshit the media, but you can't bullshit the locker room. And that's so important. That's such an important phrase. I'm very, very proud of how this team has come together and is working together. And that's why I, I, I love, I absolutely love uh, how Indianapolis has dealt with all this. Uh, it's been a fun off season, despite everything going on, and I'm very, very proud. Uh, you know, but for for Ballard and Reich, you got to admit that you know this is just another just another obstacle. Ever since Ballard got in, it's been one thing after another, and he's doing very very well handling it. And that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. You know, pro sports it's so such a delicate nature right now. All eyes are on pro sports, and I feel like people are just waiting for them to fail. And uh, so far, the NFL and and, and the Colts have done such a good job preparing everybody to be, uh, yeah, to, to be ready. And I think the, the NFL has a huge advantage with travel schedules and, and all that. The traveling schedule is relatively light. And I think we're going to have an NFL season. So uh, hats off to the Colts. Hats off to the National Football League and everybody doing their job to ensure that, you know, one, these guys can play and, and you know, earn money to support their families. And two, for us to be entertained. It has certainly been a welcome distraction on my end. Well, week five, uh, on October 11th, we're scheduled to host the Indianapolis Colts at the shores of Lake Erie. What do you think these contests will be like with little or no fan attendance? And do you think that home field advantage will exist at all this year? Yeah, I'm not certain how this is all going to pan out without fans. It's, uh, It's a little strange, but I'll be honest with you. I've been enjoying, you know, I'm not much of a uh, NBA fan or a MLB fan or even a hockey fan. That's not, those aren't my cups of tea, but I've been enjoying watching them do their thing, even with or without, oh, no, it's been all without fans. Uh, I, I like the artificial crowd noise. I, actually, I honestly don't hate it, and I hope the NFL decides to go through with it. It's not a bad idea at all. Uh, you know, that stuff all comes into play. It's, it's a little bit of a psychological effect, but... Uh, but this country is so sports I'm sports starved still I know we're getting like three helpings of major North American sports right now but I'm sports starved Uh, the country is sports starved so I think football is going to fit in seamlessly and and just kind of go it's you know we're all just giddy with excitement we're anxious we're nervous I think as fans and but I think it's all going to go well I mean basketball and hockey are doing well in their bubble Baseball, despite not being in a bubble, is not doing too shabby either. There's been a couple incidents, but honestly, the season's still going. Everyone's still playing, so uh, and it's 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 working great. So uh, I'm not like I'm not afraid of, of the possibility that the games are going to be different though, because you know players get hyped up for uh, for crowd noise. Matt, you're absolutely right. Joel Batonio said in a press conference that he's not even sure if the team's going to need to use their tiling counts. They likely won't need them in week one as as the Mid-Atlantic Ravens announced that they won't have fans for that contest. So I gotta ask you about your quarterback situation. Should Jacoby Brissett feel jilted about the grizzled vet? 
How much do you think you will get from your quarterback room? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to look at this through the eyes of Jacoby Brissett, you know, if I'm Jacoby, yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. He did he did well. He did okay. But the Colts had a very bad passing offense last year. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Even when Jacoby was healthy, uh, it was not a great pass defense. And that's something that needed to be addressed. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, how could you not go for a guy like Phillip Rivers? Uh, he's still pretty good, in my opinion. You know, he's one of my favorite. Before the season, offseason, he was one of my favorite non-Colts quarterbacks or players of all time. And uh, he's still got it. He can still throw. And he takes chances. And when you're a quarterback, I feel you have to be the one to take chances to put your team in a place to win. And, you know, with the Chargers, he's had a lot of great teams, but he's historically been behind a pretty porous offensive line. And uh, it's it's tough. I would rather have a guy who's taking chances to set up a victory than a guy who plays very, uh, very conservative in that regard. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't hate Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he was actually a very easily scripted, scriptable quarterback, right? Last year against Kansas City, you know you're not going to win in a shootout with with Patrick Mahomes. You know that you're not. Uh, and the Colts went out and executed a perfect game plan. <laughs> That's right. Week five, the Colts took out the future Super Bowl champions. <laughs> not a lot of teams can say they did that last year. Man, I love Jacoby Reset coming out of NC State. And I really think that the uh, analytics team here in Cleveland wishes to God that he would have slipped to them instead of Cody Kessler. That 2016 draft class is already four years old. <laughs> so I'm always impressed with the way that the Colts draft. What do you think about this 2020 Colts class and how have they showed out in the offseason? You know, the drafting aspect has been my favorite thing of the Ballard regime. He's done so good. He's making, he's hitting. He's hitting. You know, even if he had like one bad draft year, which he hasn't yet, I'd still put my faith in him. He's done a very good job with his, uh, his drafts the last couple of years. Uh, trading the number one pick, their number, their, well, their first round pick for uh, DeForest Buckner, I think was an excellent move. You know, uh, yeah, rookies don't always translate well to the NFL. They don't. There's a lot of more first-round busts than there are successes more uh, more often than not. I think when you trade for a proven guy, and I said this when Buffalo traded their first-round pick for Stephon Diggs, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Proven vet. You know what you're getting, and you can build off of it, and it's a fresh start for them, so nine times out of ten, they're going to be happy and uh, be able to contribute to your team. So the DeForest Buckner trade was well worth it. Jonathan Taylor was a huge, huge grab that I was not anticipating. I really thought uh, the Colts were going to go for their quarterback of the future, per se. But uh, Jonathan Taylor was a fantastic add, uh, one of the best of this running back draft class. It wasn't the greatest, but there's a lot of studs that are going to do some damage in the National Football League. But uh, Ballard's smart. He's no dummy. He realizes that, again, you know, this team is in a win-now mode, and Marlon Mack is coming up on a contract year. He's been playing well. He's going to ask for the big bucks. So let me get this right. You guys don't think Jake Eason is the heir apparent in Indianapolis? <laughs> don't let Nick Harris hear you say that. I kind of get excited a little bit when people ask me that because I know in the back of their mind they're like doubting me. And it's like it just it gives me a little chip on my shoulder. So um, I've always, you know, held that close. 
it'll be interesting to see Michael Pittman, another USC wide receiver that looks the part. And we've got to keep a close eye on that entire class, including Jonathan Taylor, as they come into Cleveland for that week five matchup. Now, before we get out of here, I want to ask one more question. And that's this. What are your expectations coming into this year? Do you think that the 2020 season will finish as scheduled? And what do you think will be the key factor in deciding the championship this year? You know, I already kind of mentioned, you know, you know about this season, the, the COVID-related stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, football is too big of a sport to do in a bubble. It just would not work that way. Uh, too many players, personnel, and, and this and that. It wouldn't work in the same way as the NHL or the NBA certainly can. Uh, but baseball's been doing a pretty good job, and you got to keep in mind too. Uh, there's been some outbreaks and incidents, and of course, it's hard to avoid. Uh, but baseball travels a ton more than football does. You know, football you're on the road eight. You know, regular season eight times, eight times, and it really limits the travel. It limits the spread. You're playing a game once a week. Where baseball, you're playing three, four different teams. You know, I'm not. That might be an over exaggeration, but at least two to three, maybe four teams, uh, different teams a week, and that's just that's brewing at the spread. And MLB has done a pretty good job of it so far. So I'm expecting the NFL to go full tilt, um, to you know, to go all the way and, and complete their season. I really am. They've done a good job, and like, the roster depth is, is huge. And uh, yeah, there's no issue on, on my part. It's just, I guess, the team. You know, if somebody does contract COVID, uh, who's prepared? Whose backups are ready to step up? And I think that's the biggest question. You got to go into the season extra, extra prepared with uh, talented backups, and it's been hard. It's been difficult. In Cleveland, we've been saying embrace the suck, and like you said, it the team that's going to be able to adjust best to the changing situation is the one that's going to have the best chance coming out with the Lombardi Trophy. Okay, I think we're going to wrap this interview up, but before we do, Matt, do you have any parting thoughts for us? I guess in closing, I I just want a little message. Fans, we got to be better. We got to be better, people. Um, You know, people are giving opt-outs, like player opt-outs, a lot of flack on social media for no reason. We don't own these players. Stop being so entitled. We got to remember where we stand or where we sit, all right? Either, you know, on our couches in the living room or in the stands. We're not on the field. We don't know what's going on. These players, despite all the money that they make, they have personal lives. And if they choose to, uh, you know, if they choose to sit out and do what's best for them and their family, we have to respect it. Uh, That's the part that irks me about being a football fan so much is that you see these fans who, uh, you know, they just, the sense of entitlement, and it really bothers me. They talk to players like they're like they're circus animals, and um, you know it's 2020. We're better than that. We're better than that. So uh, be kind to others. Be kind to our football players. You know, uh, and be, be human. Be human. Be kind. I guess that's my really parting thought. Well, for the most part, you're preaching to the choir here at Dogs by Nature Radio, but at the same time, we can't hear that message enough. Okay, our guest is Matt Johnson. He can be found at MaverickMM91 on Twitter. Matt, appreciate you taking your time to join us today on Dogs by Nature Radio. 
thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you giving me the platform to uh, to talk and, and share my thoughts and uh, even plug my own stuff. So one more time, uh, if you don't remember, the two-point conversation, not conversion, the two-point conversation, check us out, bicbp-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We have new episodes out Monday through Friday, and as the season gets closer, our content will get better. But um, thank you so much, and uh, talk to you next time. Bro, I'm looking forward to it. We'll definitely have to talk a little bit more football in that discussion. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7, on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care and go Browns.